like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Molly Ganley on the line, and she is the founder over at On Purpose Consulting. Molly, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at On Purpose Consulting and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in business and in your career? Sure. I um, Let's see. So I grew up in Minnesota, went to the University of Minnesota, and thought that I would do nonprofit work when I was in college because I knew I wanted to help people. I studied abroad, though, and worked at a microfinance cooperative where I found out about this thing called social enterprise, which are organizations that make money and do good at the same time, and decided that that's what I wanted to focus on. So I ended up chasing down a few different opportunities at social enterprises, worked at a startup social enterprise, loved it, realized that I wanted to help people build these social enterprise organizations. And I have been working independently to do that for several years, and I started On Purpose Consulting about a year ago, um, which is focused on helping established nonprofits start revenue-generating programs. Oh, man, I love your story. And uh, one of the things I like the most about it is we, we all have these um, twists and turns. So I, I think the, one of our previous guests called it um, an accidental profession. And I said, well, hey, this podcast is an accidental <laughs> profession for me. Are you kidding me? When I was growing up, podcasts didn't exist. So I couldn't have said I want to be a podcaster when I grow up. <laughs> it doesn't even exist. Um, so I, lo- I love these twists and turns of people's stories. Part of the reason I do this. Um, so that being said, Molly, there's some younger entrepreneurs or, you know, people that are just not as far along in their path as you. They're just graduating college and they may want to go in that social enterprise route. So it's no longer, once upon a time, that was like a buzzword or maybe a passing fad or something else, or at least some people that was their perception. Now Mm -hmm. it's huge, especially when we think about the other side of things like institutional money that's starting to invest seriously and add, um, you know, serious sums of capital, these different proven enterprises. That being said, um, social enterprise space is here to stay. If somebody's thinking about it as a career path, how do you, um, what kind of advice would you give to that young, fresh college grad on kind of pursuing a career in that, in that niche? Sure. You're absolutely right that there are more and more opportunities in social enterprise and impact investing. I would say for somebody that's just starting out to treat everything as a learning opportunity. So reflect on what you're doing, what you're great at, what you want to improve on and what you'd rather not do. Um, so in every work and school opportunity that you have, use that chance to learn about yourself as well as the sort of skill development focused learning opportunities. Um, and because there are more and more opportunities in social enterprise and impact investing, you can apply lots of different skills within these realms. Um, so it's not as limited as it once was. So that learning about what works for you and how that might fit into the bigger picture is falls into this learning umbrella. The second thing that I would say is that people and relationships are one of the most important things that you can invest in early on. 
So making sure that you do everything you can to work with people who you respect and admire and want to be like. Um, and whether you work with them for pay or it's a volunteer opportunity, choosing to be around people who will challenge you and help you to grow um, is one of the most important things that you can do, especially early on. I love it. That's uh, a straight advice, and I think that's um, also a great transition for uh, what you're doing as founder over at On Purpose Consulting. So you gave us a lot about it. Um, let's go a little bit further. Uh, so tell me more about the business, please. Yeah, absolutely. So I have been working with all sorts of early-stage, impact-driven entrepreneurs across the nonprofit to for-profit spectrum, and I noticed this gap, this opportunity to really help um, in a certain section of the social enterprise landscape, and that is helping established traditional nonprofit organizations develop new revenue streams for their organizations. So this is useful in a lot of ways. It's really healthy for an organization to have diverse streams of revenue so that they can be more sustainable. Um, it's also a really nice way to introduce entrepreneurial principles to organizations that generally have to run lean. Um, and when they get that social enterprise or new revenue stream up and going, then that money can help to support their operations so they can pay their people better, they can offer more of their services or maybe their services in more places um, and overall strengthen the essential work that they're already doing as a nonprofit in our community. Um, so I really like um, focusing on this sort of subsection of social enterprise because it's so important. It's so useful. There's so much opportunity in it. And right now it's just me. I'm looking to grow on purpose. Um, but we have been working with clients and have been able to generate real value for them, which has been a really exciting way to start off. That's fantastic. Um, and I, and one of the things I, I like most about this is that uh, it, like any any bench, finance venture or any traditional venture, we'll say in the past, I mean, every day is different. I know when you're working with different clients, different. And, and by the way, so that kind of tees up my next question, which is I know this is going to change from client to client, of course, and from size of company and where they're at. Um, but what do you find some of those, I know themes arise. So what do you find some of those common themes are of challenges that um, some of, um, you know, your clients or even just people in that space have found in the past on developing and creating new revenue streams because that's a that's a big that's a big topic mm -hmm. it is a big topic i would say some of the most common questions that we see have to do with determining a concept identifying the assets that your organization has and figuring out what it might look like to develop a realistic sustainable um, concept that can build on the strengths that already exist for the organization. So that's early, that ideation stage. Um, and then the other big set of questions I think that I'm seeing more and more are about funding. So what does it look like for a traditional nonprofit that's starting something new to seek funding for it? Because some of the traditional grants that they have really gotten good at um, applying for and receiving um, aren't necessarily going to fund something new. They usually want to see a track record, years of um, demonstrated impact. But when you are starting something new, you simply don't have that. So what does it look like to find funding that comes from a mission-aligned partner and can support um, the development of something new because there's an acknowledgement of the risk involved there? 
Uh, can you take that concept just one step further? Because I think some of the people listening that fall in that category aren't exact. They don't even know that's they don't even know that's an option. So in traditional business, um, it, it's pretty obvious. But when you think about some of your social entrepreneurs, the idea of a mission-aligned partner. Can you just elaborate on that a little bit further, please? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I see this in the traditional for-profit and traditional nonprofit mm -hmm. funding worlds as well. I mean. When someone is investing financially into an existing or new venture, it's important that they care about what it is and what it's doing for the world, that they want to see it become the same thing that the operators want to see it become. So with um, an impact-driven venture, um, so a social enterprise for a nonprofit falls into that category, it's important that you are on the same page with your funders about what you're doing, what success looks like, that you have good communication, because that relationship can be so involved. It's often a long-term relationship and um, one that might involve some difficult conversations. It's important that you start out with that alignment um, and that shared sense of vision along with the personal, sort of respectful personal relationship. That's awesome. Um, and I and I just love the space. I love having people like you that are kind of going along that path. And I can't wait till we get to the data where it's not even really considered a niche or a different space. And it's just right. looked at in the same manner as all businesses, which is we're trying to provide value. So once upon a time, you know, you had to, it was a trade off. You couldn't you, if you were thinking that you were mm -hmm. going into a mission driven business, it meant that you were going to be poor or not make a lot of money or you had to. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but I just mean you had to go to Peace Corp or AmeriCorp or something. You had to do something that was that didn't align with possibly building a a, um, a you know wealth base that would give you a good quality of living that you maybe wanted to pursue it with a trade-off. Now, the way I see it, and when I have people ask me, I'm like, that, that's where all the opportunity is. When you think mm -hmm. about some of the populations that we can add value to and, and increase the quality of their life, that's the same thing that happened in the United States. You know, the people that made money increased the quality of living of the people living here. I mean, it's just, it's just pretty straightforward if you look at those those fundamentals of how value is created and um, and how wealth is created by exchanging things. Um, so I love it, and I love the work you're doing, Molly. Um, so that being said, if somebody's listening to this, if somebody wants more information on on-purpose consulting or to reach out, what's the best way for them to follow up? Sure. They can just send me an email, molly, M-O-L-L-Y, at consultingonpurpose.com. Fantastic. Uh, well, hey, Molly, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great work you're doing over at On Purpose Consulting. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store, um, share this with your friends, do all the great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Molly, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you.